this is Jenny from Just Being Me. And you're listening to the Learning to Love Yourself podcast, the show that inspires you to put yourself first. So today I'm here with the lovely Zoe Morris. My name is Jenny Field and you're listening to the Learning to Love Yourself podcast. Zoe, tell us a little bit about who you are and how you got to that moment where self-care really had to kick in for yourself. So I'm a mum of two and actually it was being pregnant with my second that started off my journey towards a self-care path. because. Um, as I was pregnant, my mental health took an absolute nosedive. My moods were off, my hormones were everywhere. And a lot of the time I did just think that it was to do with being pregnant, but turns out it wasn't. Partly, obviously it was because pregnancy does affect your hormones, but it, it just wasn't getting better. If anything, it was getting worse and worse and worse. So when I discovered what it was. I had to do something about it and I had to, yeah, take that time out for me and prioritise me to to be able to get better. And that's quite hard though, isn't it? Because of the fact that actually you've just given birth, you've got a young baby that needs you and you've got another child because this is your second baby, wasn't it? Who also needs you. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You can manage that. Well, my first child was actually a very, very placid child and she would just take everything in a stride and I felt that that made it worse because my my symptoms came out at her. I got so angry and annoyed at her. So whereas most people with, that struggle with postnatal depression, it comes out at the baby that you have just given birth to. Mine didn't. Mine came out at my first child who had done absolutely nothing wrong. There was not that you, the baby that you've given birth to has done anything yeah. wrong. Yeah. But this innocent little three-year-old was just trying to be to still love her mum and I couldn't love her back. I I got to a point where I didn't feel like I could love her back. So it was really, really, really difficult. But knowing that that was what was happening because I'd always been so close to her, I knew it wasn't right. So I knew I had to do something about it. So I utilised any nap time any moment that my eldest was asleep or out with grandparents and things, I've utilised any time there to try and find something that it that could help. So it's just about prioritising time. And I guess once you know something's wrong, finding what helps you. So were you diagnosed by the doctors or was this like a self-diagnosis? I went to my health visitor. When my second baby was probably eight months old, something like that, eight, nine months old. And she said that I was borderline for a referral to mental health services. But I've come to realize since improving my own mental state that I sugarcoated it. I didn't mean to. I had no intention of sugarcoating it. But now looking back, Going, no, what I said was, was wrong. That wasn't, yeah, it wasn't enough. We do that though, don't we? We go, oh no, I'm okay, I'm fine. Yeah. It's not that bad because we don't want it to be that bad. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's another thing, be it whether you're worried about judgment, 
You're worried about what might happen to your baby if you get told that you're struggling mentally. I didn't go as far as worrying that my baby get taken off me, but you know, that extra monitoring and things, what are they actually going to be monitoring? Are they, and you know, all these different thoughts go through your head, but like you say as well, then just as a British person, that's what we do. We go, oh yeah, no, I'm okay. Really? I'm all right. I- I'm struggling a bit, but you know, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I'm managing. So it's like, she asked me roughly how many days a week would I say I'm at this worst point? And I said three or four, but actually it was probably five or six which is majority of the week. It it leaves one day a week where I wasn't at my worst. And that one day a week was when my husband was there or when I was out with other people. And it was, I think it was a face. It was a, it was like putting on a front. The we wear, don't we? You know, especially when we go to work, we put a mask on, we don't bring our personal life to work, do we? We put our masks on. And yeah, I I can, as a a mum of three, I can fully associate with working Got to go out. Let's put the mask on. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Fully associate with that. But isn't it such a shame that only having three or four bad, really, really bad days a week is not enough? Yeah, it is. Absolutely is. I mean, I don't know if I don't know what they would have they would have offered me as help. And personally, if it, they'd offered medication, I wouldn't have wanted that anyway. So. I'm kind of glad that I didn't get the referral in the first place because if they had have offered it me and given me medication, it would have then set me on a completely different path. Yeah. I probably wouldn't be where I am now in actually having healed myself, having felt better in me and, and really knowing how to look after myself. So, so what did you do? So I, I very much like researching things. I couldn't stand it in school, but once I found those things that I wanted to research, right. so um, I came across something that said about gut health affecting your hormones. So I, I think it's hormonal that I'm struggling with because it's to do with pregnancy and giving birth. And I know your hormones are affected a lot during that. So I went down into a bit of a rabbit hole looking through this gut health stuff. And eventually, no, right. I need to give this a go. I need to give it a try. What's the best way to do this? How can I do this? So then I went down another rabbit hole looking for how's best to fix my gut. And because I had nothing to lose, I was in the worst position I've ever known myself to be in. So by looking at my nutrition and looking at my gut, I weren't going to get any worse. You know, worst case scenario was I added more fruit and veg to my diet. Yeah. So I went for it. I did a 30-day reset on my gut, um, which involved reducing, uh, well, cutting out inflammatory food group, adding in extra plant foods and cutting out inflammatory drinks like caffeine and alcohol and making sure that I put myself first, adding a bit of movement in and things like that. Um, And after the 30 days, I could see me again. It wasn't completely, completely gone, but I could see me. That's 30 days, Zoe. 30 30 days. Yeah, that's it. In 30 days, I could see myself again. And that was the biggest shining light I've ever known. That I could be myself again. And knowing that 
continuing prioritizing myself, I was going to get better and better. And the thing that kind of clicked for me was when I read that about gut health and adding the plant foods and things. And as a mum, I would save the fruit for my children. Yeah. I would say, no, 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 I don't need that. They need it more than me. So I won't have any of that. I'll have the cheap snack. I'll have the cheap biscuits and a packet of crisps or something because it costs less. Yeah. Because they need it more than me. I don't need it. I'll survive. But actually, that's all I was doing was surviving. I have a, a big saying that's always been around me is the fact that actually, unless you look after yourself, you can't be good enough for your children, for your friends, for your family. You've got to give yourself something because yeah. you're the person that's holding this all together. And if yeah. you don't hold it all together, what happens to them? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because if you've got nothing there, then you can't, like, like you say, you can't care for anybody else yes. because you've got nothing to give. So, and that's why my big mantra is fill your cup up and yeah. look after everybody else from your overflow. Yeah. I absolutely hated that phrase, fill up your cup, because when I, when that and self care came about as this big sort of buzzword, it was constantly there fill your cups, have self care, make sure you're looking after yourself, have a bubble bath, read a book, take a walk. And like, I don't like bubble bath. Walking. All right, okay, fine. But, you know, at the time it was during COVID. I'm only allowed out so long during the day anyway. And then reading, the only things I liked reading was to learn. And that also wasn't classed as self-care because it wasn't an escapism. It was learning something. So like, well, what the hell is it? What What is self-care? So when I, I then learned about gut health and it actually became proficient in it and understanding it myself, I realized that alone is self-care. Just your nutrition is self-care because you're prioritizing yourself. Absolutely. And I would absolutely say that learning about something, if it lights you up, because self-care is anything that lights you up. It, it doesn't have to be a bubble bath. I'm not good with baths. It was like, I think I want to be. And then I get into a bath and then think I'm hot. What am I going to do? So I shower. But I think it is basically you need to find the thing that lights you up. And if researching gut health and finding all that information out lit you up, that was absolutely self-care. But all the, all the every, everything anyone said was that it wasn't. Even down to when people ask me what gifts I want and I think of gifts that I genuinely want and would make me happy. And then the, the response I'd get from friends and family was, well, that's not for you. Like, no, it really is. That is going to make me happy. But like, well, that's not a gift for you, though. Why isn't it for me? And, and this, is, this is advice I have every year around birthday and Christmas, because for, for me, the two are very close together. And it's always about, but that's going to make me happy. Yeah. You know, you may want to buy me a beautiful piece of jewellery or a lovely bottle of wine or whatever, but this is going to make me happy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's that whole thing. Is a present about making the person who bought it happy or the person you give it happy? Yeah. So, and, and in, in particular, I'm in a phase in my life of the fact that actually I don't need anything more in my house. You know, I'm coming up 60. I don't need anything more in my house that I don't actually use or yeah. want to look at because it's beautiful. Yeah. Because 
I, I, you know, I can, I'm ADHD. I can slip into hoarding quite easily. You know? yeah. so, so now I'm very much like, I would really rather, especially with my children, I say, I'd rather that you said to me, okay, I'm going to take you out to lunch this day. Yeah, absolutely. An experience. That fills me really up. That really yeah. pulls me up. You know, that, that out, doing something, spending yeah. time together. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the issue with a lot of people's thinking with self-care and, and stuff that lights you up is that we're told so many different things. And I think nutrition is one of those things that we're, we take for granted because we have to do it every single day anyway. We have to eat. Yeah. So you just kind of get into this rhythm of just picking whatever's convenient. But most of the time, these convenient foods are what causing us an issue internally. Like my confidence was absolutely through the floor. The hormones everywhere. Yeah, even periods and things were so painful and heavy. Mm. Like now, they're so much lighter and next to pain-free. Like how many people would love to have that? And if they understood that just changing what you eat could mean that that monthly thing was easier. Like, because we lose so much, as women, we lose so much time to that, don't we? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, we yeah. do. And, and it's another one of those things where we just, you know, take a deep breath and work our way through it rather yep. than actually giving ourselves some time to let our body heal and yep. do the thing it needs to do because yep. it's just, because it happens every month, apparently it's just supposed to be okay. Yeah. You know, but it, again, it's another another thing of, of, of valuing yourself and giving yourself that time to, to, to let your body heal and do what it needs to do, isn't it? Yeah. And gut health can change that, Zoe. Mm -hmm. It that, definitely absolutely. Because most of your hormones are actually created in your gut. Your gut microbiome creates your hormones for you. So but if they're off balance, they're not creating the right balance of hormones. They're not sending the right signal. So if you've got an excess of estrogen, it can then cause painful periods. If you've got an excess of testosterone, I think it then creates the, the heavier flow. Yeah. So it's all about that getting it balanced so what did you how you went off and you researched this and now you have a business yes the business is so we're partnered with a company called arbon and i run it through my instagram page which is constantly zoe morris and on there i talk about being a mom about how to make life as a mom a bit easier and how well caring for your gut affects how you can be a parent and, and being better for yourself so that you can be better for your kid. And my focus obviously is in, on gut health and creating a better environment for you so that you can feel confident, so that you can feel happy and energized. Like energy is such a, a huge thing for parents. Like we, we can often get to the end of the day and collapse on the couch and I was falling asleep. I was falling asleep mm -hmm. on the couch as soon as the kids were asleep and then going, I am getting no time for me. So then again, cycling back to that self-care, I then had no time for self-care because I had no energy to stay awake and do it. And it's, it's, that's another myth about self-care is it takes a long time. Yeah. And actually self-care doesn't. Self-care can be as simple as taking four deep breaths in and out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you know, self care is not something that you need to find an hour every day for. Y you know, it is 
when you are short on time, there are so many things that you can do. You can say your affirmations to yourself because you can do that whilst you're moving around. You can do your breathing whilst you're moving around. You don't have to stop and particularly do it. It's all about actually changing your mindset from I don't have enough time to I do have the time. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's and also, it's that mindset change, isn't it? Of I need to look after myself rather than I need to look after my children. Definitely. Definitely. I need to look after myself so that I can look after my children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, again, nutrition is one of those that you can take so simply into your day-to-day life that it doesn't have to take any extra time because you are feeding yourself anyway. It's just altering what you're feeding yourself instead of reaching for a, a quick biscuit reach for an apple just just swap it little swap but it's it's that giving up that sugar craving isn't it yes but actually those sugar cravings are coming from you the the balance as well mm-hmm. the bad bacteria love sugar so they will crave more sugar the bad bacteria sends a, a signal directly to your brain through your vagus nerve to say i need more sugar so if there's too much bad bacteria i say bad in quotes because we do actually need some of it yeah but if there's too much of it then we get these sugar cravings constantly so we're stuck in a cycle whereas if it's in balance you don't get the same sugar cravings yeah you see for me it's cheese cheese is a different is a completely different different thing actually a lot of people crave cheese i believe this isn't my speciality but i believe cheese is um hormonal so it sets off a different hormone in our body and actually because we are intolerant to it Uh, and that's really interesting because you know before we started recording this podcast i was talking to you about the fact that how my coffee coldy qatari bit just has not gone and i was thinking about this the other day because it's just like i've had a lot of christmas cheese and dairy always inflames all of my sinus problems (laughs) You know, I've done this before. I've had sinus problems for a long time, you know, and I yeah. know that actually dairy products make it a lot worse. Yeah. But here I am going, oh, still got a bit of that really nice cheese. <laughs> yeah. And that's well, like my waste thing in the fact yeah. I can't waste this really? cheese. So I am actually, I have actually only got one very small lump of Christmas cheese left. Yeah. And then I'm done. And I think that will make the world of difference to me. Mm-hmm. You know, well, Constantly putting that amount of dairy and we, you know, my husband has ME, so he has very little dairy. Yep. So we have, we have all the alternatives in this house. It's not a problem. It's just that when that Christmas cheese goes, hello. Yeah. Yeah. It's so tempting at Christmas to, to take all that extra um, stuff. Not to mention the fact that we are also in a time of kind of hibernation and our bodies naturally want to get more, more fat and more calories to sustain us through the cold because we do need more energy through cold to keep us warm. Um, And then we feel all this inflammation and dairy is actually one of the the food groups that we do cut out during the 30 days because of the high inflammatory process of it. But then come January, we always try and do this huge like step forward and like, right, okay, cutting everything out, we're full steam ahead and we're going for it whatever your health goals are, always in January. But we're still in that hibernation period. Mm. We're still in that dark, cave-like mindset. Our hormones haven't caught up to our society and our brain. So it can still be very difficult for a lot of people to then make those changes. Not to mention the fact that 
like you say, you've got that cheese left over. You don't want to waste it. So it's not always the easiest time or the best time for some people to make those changes. This year, I'm working very much more with a lunar cycle instead of, you know, the calendar. And you know, so I'm yeah. actually looking at sort of in March time when spring starts, the springing. Um, and it's not, I'm not going to be doing it on a date because, you know, we, we all know that the weather's not going to be doing what it's supposed to do at any yeah. given time, you know, hey, why would it? But once I start spring is springing, that's the time for me that I'm going to start looking at making some changes because I'm much more active at that point in time of the year. I yeah. feel much more motivated because the days have got a bit longer, you know, try, me trying to make any major changes in the darker months just, just does not work for me. And in fact, for me, the worst month for me, where a lot of people think January, the worst month for me is February. Yeah. I'm like, come along, we just need to get out of February. So this year I've created all sorts of things that are going to happen for me in February. So that I'm just focusing on those rather than, gosh, it's still dark, you know? And I know when I used to work with older people, February would be the month where I would lose an awful lot more older people, as in they pass away. Yeah. Just going, just make it through the month. The lighter days are coming, you know. And it, for me, it was always a very difficult month from that perspective as well. Yes. So, yeah, I'm, I totally agree with you. January is not the month to, for me to make. Yes. And you know what? Funny you should mention things like that about March. I've actually um, got a, a free workshop coming up the end of February, for that March thing to explain that, to explain yeah. why we end up in that cycle. Because that's something else that I am leaning towards in through my content on uh, Instagram is those links between our nutrition and cycle. They say the lunar cycle mm -hmm. and the seasons and things are really leaning into, I guess, our instinct our natural rhythm. At, look, we will put all of your links to, to get in contact with you down underneath the podcast. But so I would love it. We have a, a free Facebook group called Just Being Me, Fanina, which is my business name for anybody that doesn't know that. My business is called Just Being Me, but we have a free Facebook group. I would love, love, love for you to come in in the week before you're going to do that session. Yeah. To jump in that group and remind people and do a live or something like that. So I would love that for that to happen. This podcast, we're yeah. talking about this. This podcast is going to come out over the next couple of weeks. So it should come out before your session goes out. In fact, I'll make sure it comes out because <laughs> we record in advance. We don't record on the day and, and put it straight out. We record in advance. So, and in fact, I like, I like to batch record so that I get myself into that place of I, I do do. Separate. You've got it all sorted. Yeah. yeah. So for anybody that thinks out there that, I, you know, I sit down and I do one a week, that's not how it works. It doesn't work like that at all. Because I know that my energy is much better at certain times of the month. And that's when I try to get all my podcasts recorded in because my energy is higher. At that Absolutely. Point I do the same. And, you know, once you know that, and, and again, I have an energy tracker, which are, you, can, you can go and purchase that. It's £4.44 for the year. Then there are three monthly ones that are £3.33. So it's a much better bargain to just go and get the year, even if you've missed out on a month. But And you just track your energy over three months and you can see where your highs and lows are and what the routines are. You know, there's extra spaces for things that you might want to look into. So last year, for example, because we just identified that I was neurodiverse, I was looking at, at those nuances. And so I had a section for that. But, you know, it, it's a really good way to get to know yourself a bit more. And that's the best self-care that you can give you is actually getting to know 
who you are, how your body feels, because you're the one that lives there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I guess that's part of doing a reset. We cut out all the inflammatory things. And then as you slowly add them back in, you can then understand what is causing an issue for you. Absolutely. And getting to know yourself and knowing what lights you up, what makes you feel better is everything self-care. And when you understand that, self-care becomes easy. It becomes just part of life. Yeah. I mean, as I said, my husband has Emmy, so we have cut up as many preservatives as are possible. I mean, there's yeah. always times that you you consume preservatives, but we know because we don't have preservatives, we know when we've eaten some because we feel it in our bodies and we yeah. feel it in our our guts. We feel it in our sleep, in all the places. So my you know my place is always my my sinuses. So if anything's wrong, it'll always go there. So my husband will always end up with a big flare up of, of all his ME symptoms. And we know you can't always avoid it, but you once you, you kind of go, oh, yeah, it's that. So for example, mushrooms is one of the things for my husband. He just doesn't eat mushrooms. Yeah. And I eat a lot of them when we go out. I love mushrooms. So that would be a difficult one for me. Separate meal, I think. Yeah. That's two cooking meals though, isn't it? It's been amazing to talk to you. As I say, I'd love you to be able to jump into the group so people can get a little bit more of you as well. And we'll put everything about you down below and we'll catch up again. Thank you so much, Zoe. Thank you so much for having me, Jenny. It's been lovely to talk to you. Valentine's Day is coming. And what better way to celebrate it than falling in love with yourself again? Join me for a unique event experience that's all about self-love and self-care. This event is designed to help you take the time and space you need to reconnect with yourself. This 90-minute event means that you'll have an opportunity to participate in activities that will help you express gratitude, help you cleanse your mind and your body and reconnect with your inner self. You'll also get to experience and enjoy the healing properties of drumming and affirmations. I've designed the event to provide you with the space to celebrate your longest relationship, the one that you have with yourself. Take this opportunity to look after yourself and embrace the power of self-love. The event takes place on the 14th of February and it's the first day of the waning moon, so the energy will be perfect for self-reflection and self-discovery. Reserve your spot for just £11 and 11 pence. And if you can't actually make the day, then there's a replay available for you. All the links are below. Thanks for listening today. If you'd like to know more, you can find all the links down below. Oh, and don't forget to press subscribe so you can catch the next one. See you soon.